What's up, guys? Welcome to another Broccoli Soup Cafe podcast. My name is Steve, and today we have Peter Lewis as our guest. What's up, Peter? Hey, Neve. Nothing much. Just another day in a walk down here. All right, so let's talk about the um, the Brooklyn College Film Department education that you got. You yeah. know, because uh, I I have an article that's coming out soon about it, and I was thinking um, about you know ways to maybe improve it because it's a already good department and it offers a really good curriculum. But uh, in your opinion, would you change anything about the curriculum for the film production concentration? Yeah. At least from what I know, again, two years. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're basing it off in two years because that's, that's what I'm basing it off too. I, there might be changes um, that we might not be aware of, but you know, Professor Hornsby, I know that. Ah, oh, man. But yeah, I mean, what do you think? What do you think uh, would, would have been uh, a better curriculum? Because it's already a good curriculum. You know, I'm just being nitpicky into the uh, advancement because now that we're moving into the digital world, you know, when, I, when we went, when we first started, there was actual film cameras and we had to process film and shoot film. And then the following year or two, everything changed to digital and it was just... You know, it's it's a, a very different workflow. And, you know, the department had to adapt. So I was thinking maybe, I mean, what are your thoughts about it before I tell you mine? Okay. I believe that the film processing, everything should be free. It was for a time. I mean, I don't think, I don't think film is a thing anymore. I think everyone moved to digital. I feel like, intri- I think from what I last heard, Institute yeah. Production still teaches. Still teaches film. Stuff. Okay, that's good. To start, I think that cinematography should also do that though, because that just makes you a more disciplined filmmaker. When you, you have to be economical. Yeah, I mean, I believe that, but I don't think a lot of people will see that point of view anymore. Well, Neve, you're just... you're not asking me other people's opinions. You're asking me mine. That's why I'm oh, here. Oh, true, true, Peter. God damn, you got me. Okay, go on. No, no, no. Uh, continue. So I think that they should still teach film. It should be free. It should be accessible. They should have a cutting station. They should have the splicing and all that. Because hmm. my first semester in production with Professor McDonald, she told me that, told the whole class, that this one summer they all came back and the splicing table, whatever, was gone. I and know where it is. She said that they stole some of the tools and stuff like that. I don't know. Oh, it, it, like maybe they probably just like took some parts. Maybe okay. they got another one. I don't really know. Yeah. I was asking James McKenzie about it like over the phone a few years ago because one of my bosses is wondering because he has like a film that he wanted to work on. Yeah. But no splicing kit. But I mean, they should be taught that stuff because we didn't get taught that. They didn't have that. They just had it sent to Cinelab and and it became digitized and made to edit it through a digital editing software. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's what the pros do a lot of times. They won't just splice it. They'll just get it telescened or scanned, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But there's a lot of value in just seeing it the way it is as a the film, the physical medium. Just like it's, it's more beautiful than seeing it on the digital screen, I think. Yeah, like you're you're on the max in there, and they're fucking slow and whatever. <laughs> yeah, just annoying. And you want to get out of there, you know. You want to get out of the school and stuff. But here, you know, you're 
you're looking at it and every single frame, it's like an intimate experience. Yeah. But I think that should be done. I think that they need their own building. They don't need this temp building for much longer. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I've heard it was supposed to be temporary and they were supposed to move. Where, where was the film department supposed to move? It wasn't that they're supposed to move after being the temp. I mean, yes, but the plan, the, the thing was that they were supposed to get the West quad building, the big glass. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they instead put all the gym stuff in there, like the pool and the basketball courts and yeah. stuff. Which is great. What? Which is great. Like it's, it's that's great. Yes. But like, where's our space? And yeah. I mean, and we just get this tent building, no windows, everything's red. It's a barn, which is, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> it is a barn. If you guys don't know the Brooklyn college, uh, Western like, building. Yeah. It's just this temp metal building at like a refugee camp. And <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, it works like if there was like a natural disaster and stuff. I mean, Frank Angel was telling me stuff they used to do when they were building some of the buildings we have today, like the West End building right now. Yeah. They had trailers and stuff like that. And it's not insane. That would have pissed me off. I wouldn't, I might not have gone to those classes if they were in the trailers like that because they were like in literal trailers. Damn. But yeah, I mean, I would just have more help in general for the students I'd have, like I was saying before, I'd have more camaraderie. Yeah. Size to the students. I'm trying to think of how to articulate this. But, but what about um, just classes and the, the types of classes, classes so, in the film production concentration? Because yeah. I think right now you're focused on the, the environment and like, you know, the, the overall like uh, social environment of the uh film department but what about like classes itself is there anything else you want to change or improve or to add in the film production class the concentration yeah it's i mean i have a lot of thoughts i don't have them on the top of my head right now but just basically more help for the students and i think a big help with production this is what i was thinking of before the podcast okay. recording i think that there should be a mandated requirement to help out people if necessary who helped you out if they have a project or something like that i think that there should be consequences for stuff like no show without a valid excuse to whatever extent, you know, like help them out with something else. Like, I, I think that, you know, when, when people, mm. cause this demoralizes a lot of people, there's a former film society president who disappeared after this because of what I've been told was the inadequacies of the program. Yeah. And I believe that part of that has something to do with it. And what has something to do with the no show on, on film just sets? Like, yeah. Like, just like there's so many people in for themselves and they don't, they don't, they don't like know how to work together. I mean, that was a constant problem in cinematography classes and production one classes and all kinds of classes. They would just be no shows, even though they're in the same group, they wouldn't 
help him at all. They'd owe them money. And oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like those are personal problems at that point. But, like, if they're having you spend money to do the film projects, then I feel like there should be a mediation procedure for stuff like that. Because that can mm. be very demoralizing. It's like, I don't even have the support or help of my fellow students here, my classmates who I thought I liked and whatever. Yeah. I hear it all the time. I heard it all the time from people. Yeah. I hear it to this day, you know, I mean, just stuff like that happening. It's just like, look, you know, you're going to have to be a good filmmaker, a good crew member, but you also have to be a good person. You have to be a good friend. You have to help people out. You have to be supportive. You got to help. Yeah. Each other. Well, what's your solution to this problem? I don't have anything specific. Yeah. There are goals that don't necessarily have thought out objectives. Like JFK said, he was going to fly to the moon. Yeah. The whole thing out laid out right in front of him immediately. Yeah. Go to the moon. You know, the Soviets, they said, all right, Gagarin will be the first or whoever will be the first human in space. They did. I think it's a problem that it's hard to solve because it's, yeah, it's not easy. It's almost like you're expecting a communal thing among different people with different personalities because there's always going to be a people collaborative that... effort film is a collaborative effort that's it thing. is but people they, there are people with ego and different personalities that find different importance to projects or like different priorities in their lives because i i've experienced no shows before i mean it's it's like kind of kind of like a an expected thing on student film sets like oh they're not here that's fine i'll i'll just you know i guess do more work to make up for that um and it was that easy yeah it's never easy it makes the day go longer and harder I've been but out of places so yeah how long it would take and stuff like that yeah i mean like 18 hour like shooting days were not fun but i mean it happens but the thing is like you know these are the the thing with film school I, I think I've repeated this a lot is to uh, learn from your mistakes because this is an opportunity to make mistakes while not having the biggest consequences because you're in film school, you're doing this for a, a class and not, you're not doing this for like a life project or, I mean, in some cases, thesis films can be like that, but other films in the lower classes uh, don't need that much um, risk involved. But it's also like once once you see no shows, you kind of you kind of expect and learn the people, and you most likely don't hire them again. So it's, if anything, that's that's how the the crew and the film society in general. Like, I mean, there's no like cohesive film society, but like as film students, that's how they pick out you know the bad apples. And I mean, definitely, yeah. But like, I mean, because the penalties. Could, but I, I don't think that's that's too ethical because it, it is a uh, voluntary thing to do, um, you know, work after school because you don't know the situation of some of these uh, students. You know, they might have emergencies or they literally have to go to another job and, instead of being in a film. And I've I've met a lot of those students and, you know, I appreciate their effort, but it's just sometimes hard for them to do projects of outside course. of their class. No, definitely. But I'm also talking about things like cinematography because you spend a lot of money there. And I've heard stories, people who just don't pitch in, they don't pay anything into it because the idea is that it's supposed to be an equal thing 
Yeah. Like you pay in equally, you split it equally in the group. Well, what what kind of thing? Because I never had that when I went to cinematography. I just bought things for myself. The scenery creations, you... Oh, the scenery creation, yeah. Flats, that's, that needs to be split. A lot of stuff. Sometimes certain semesters, you got to buy the film. So... I mean, at that point, it, that's your trust with your um, with your fellow groupmates. And that's I think the It is a problem, but it's hard to regulate because that... But I'm saying so, at the very least, there should be a mediation with like anything. What kind? Like somebody in the department doesn't have to be anyone in existing position right now. I mean, they could be part of it. Sure, of course. Yeah. The chair, whoever. But... I just feel like you should be required to help out in some way. Like, okay, look, if you have a legitimate excuse, you have a job and you can't get out of it, you have to pay rent, it's really, really difficult. It's even a struggle to get to school. Then, of course, that's fine. But if there's other things that are less important and, you know, you're just not helping, you're not making an effort, you're just causing more problems even, let's say. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the professor, the chair another a new position perhaps should just mediate those kinds of things because again like it's a collaboration that's very important like i don't think that because a lot of professors talk about ego and stuff like that and which is real and it's very prominent in the uh film industry and film classes exactly you know and you just think that you're better than everyone else I mean, there's all the stereotypes about NYU and SVA and yeah. other schools and their film departments and stuff, you know, Tisch. But, I mean, I think that could be dampened. I think that, you know, just, I mean, this is also, there's also a mental health aspect to this. When you just, like, leave someone out to dry, let's say, and on a film set and other stuff happens, they get kicked out. There's the stress, the act, the talent you know, the actors and actresses. The oh, they're, they're mostly the no-shows sometimes. I'm not, I'm not saying no-shows. I'm just saying, like, the ones that are there, the, the ones who remain there, who are left oh, okay. with the situation that the last-minute no-shows just, you know, just... Create, uh, like, create the problems. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think that there should, just on a mental health aspect alone, that there should be some kind of mediation Anything further than that, I don't know, but it definitely should be expanded upon and it should be looked into. I'm not saying that yeah. this could be implemented tomorrow as a system. But I mean, the only solution I see is maybe, um, you know, incorporate those uh, participation in your class grade in a way. Yeah, it, I mean, it's you supposed know? to be like cinematography was supposed to be, I believe, you know, participation, if not just in class. Like in the but class. I feel like it's 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 even a, a trickier thing because, you know, you're you're mediating maybe a person's personality like they don't they don't want to do it, you know, and it 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 might suck because I could understand if you're um, not very familiar with everyone in film uh, in the film department and you have to make groups and you kind of get the leftovers, you know, and and some of those people just don't care much they just want to like be there and pass so i could understand that but at the same time you know it's you kind of have to learn and distinguish who will work uh best with you and with the group because 
it, it's hard to meditate uh meditate it's hard to you know control or to punish people for not showing up and for doing you know bad work because if they're doing bad then they're just going to fail the class and it sucks because group work and and the film production classes are literally like almost everything that's it's the grade you know yeah I've seen people... it's not the grade but it's it's what you learn the most from yes definitely and, oh, definitely yeah and if if people are no shows and you know or incompetent on set or they're just you know just toxic people it's almost like a lesson for you know the next project like all right man like we can't work with you um but then your you know. grade's affected and then you can't yeah but i don't think as much be- because our you know for films i mean if if there's no shows and the film can't be made then there is then yeah they're they're affecting the grade but if it's just like you can do something but maybe not as good as you want i think it's fine because like i said it's it's just film school you're doing this to learn but i mean i understand like with the mental health aspect because yeah, people that, that could people affect are, as well Definitely. oh yeah i mean that's part of the film school it's almost like you know um like being exposed to all the stresses of like real life film sets in a way and you and you learn from that i mean that's one of the things i find valuable in film school like it's it's hard and sometimes you know like the scene wreck and you know even though the scene recreation was one of the hardest things that you would experience in film school i mean i don't know about now but yeah i'm not sure it's not there anymore but it it was more of like you you came out on the other side much better and much more understanding and just a better student and i feel like um in when you when you try to you know punish these people for not doing anything i mean you're already they're already punishing themselves by maybe you know failing the class and um you know just being a bad example to other students yeah and but I, it's but it's really hard just to you know um punish them for not showing up on set which is voluntary but i know it's expected among among peers to show up and help each other and the class you know i mean you're supposed to help out your group and stuff like that but i mean there's also money involved you're paying out of your pocket and then if they're let's say they're not going to pay their share that's not good and oh i mean for scene wrecks yeah that that could be a problem yeah and Um, i think that should be a mediation procedure it doesn't have to be conclusive or definite maybe it should be i don't know but there should be something like that at least to give the more possibly unreliable students pause yeah as to how they they approach their participation in these group projects yeah because they should they don't have to be there but like they could help in some way i'm sorry i was thinking maybe like set for for uh, that's not gonna work either because if you set a budget then you can't really go as far as you want to um if you want to pay more i mean i also okay so curriculum for the cinematography scene recreation what i can go off of from memory when i took the class i think that more time should have been spent on lighting and you should have had to build a flat in class or the professor could show you oh that's true i mean that was a big thing that was a yeah big, people didn't know shit about carpentry or anything like that or what a hammer is yeah i mean 
I, I could go on to it, but I'm not going to. I, I'm not here to. I do think that's true, but um, and yeah, more lighting, but the end goal was worth it. Like, sure, you have to do stuff that you've never done before, like make a make a set with flats. Oh, that was but, great. That was amazing. But the things you like, once you make it and recreate that scene, it's almost like you're really proud of it. You know, there's yeah. nothing. There's it, that. That was one of the the things that um, one of the highlights of of my uh, time at uh, Phil, uh, Brooklyn College Film Department because, you know, I mean, my group spent a a lot of a lot of money, a lot of time on this on the scene rack and you know i don't know if you saw we made uh we made a uh, scene recreation of amelie the uh, oh. french movie yeah what, what scene was that it was when she expected someone at the door so we had it, it was it was a lot i mean we we definitely the the good thing is my group was like one of we were the the top one of the top groups in her class and we were just or just on it, you know, and you know, at the end, we made something that we're really proud of, and uh, we learned a lot from it. But yeah. I think, yeah, it's true. The the class should have uh, shown it, but I don't know. Like, I feel like the end goal kind of pays for itself. The the end feeling of the class, you know, like if you actually look, go through the whole class and and um do experience the hardship of like all that then i think it was it was worth it at the end yeah i mean hardship is fine definitely but there's just certain things that should be limited that should be considered. maybe the film society can facilitate with that like oh here's uh there's another next next week we'll uh do a film set i mean make mm-hmm. flats and then another week we'll um teach you guys how to do you know three point lighting Another week, uh, I'll show you guys budget, uh, ways of lighting, alternatives to different lighting, or um, you know, way to do some cheat, like cheat the frame or yeah. like cheat effects. But you're right. I think, I mean, for that class, yes, it was hard without the, um, without, you know, the actual school teaching you how to make a flat. But I feel like they should make or have the film society fill in the gaps that um, some of these classes are missing. We sponsored an event for that. Like just one of the former students, I believe just came in and showed us how to do it, but not everyone saw that. Not everyone in the class went to that. Yeah. I mean, at that point it's voluntary. If you don't want to learn you're that's, that's, you know, that's your fault. I mean, you could take half an hour though of your, of like the class time to just like, you know, show the basic things of how to build the flat and like certain safety procedures and other things like that. Because honestly, people just, like I said before, don't know shit about carpentry. That's true. I mean, safety is one of the most important things because it, it is, you're dealing with very dangerous and heavy and, and you know, just a lot of heavy equipment. And, Cumbersome um, equipment. Yeah. And some you have to rent, some you actually like to bring. And it's just like, like a lot of woodwork, like you're like sawing or doing, yeah, or doing like the machines. You're right, but I think, I think what I got from that class, I I can't speak for other people, was was worth it. Like building that set, I mean, 
that class has been going on for years before. And the reason why it's, it's been accepted is because it's like an effective way to like literally dive into professional work, film production. Like you're building a flat, you're building something out of the imagination with your hands. So in that aspect, I, I do agree. Uh, I, I do like the class, but I do agree with you that there should be more safety protocols uh, to have because I feel like our professor was uh, an old school professor, which is what has its pros and cons. And I think for me, it had like the most pros and I, I don't think any negatives at all because what the negatives I, I had to deal with and I, I learned and grew from it. Yeah, I love but, Professor Horns Bay. <laughs> yeah, and the Hornsby Hall now is, is mm-hmm. uh, the new hub. But I was thinking more of the um, the classes because with me, I think I, I did have, I was going to write, I have an article that's going to come out soon, like I said before, but I wish producing and business in class were part of the uh, main curriculum, not just electives. Because I think those two classes are kind of the entry to the real world. Like you're grounding the foundation of what you learn creatively to a more realistic um, application in the real world. What do you think about that? What were you saying again? Just that producing and business in class shouldn't be an elective. It should be part of the, the uh, concentration. Yeah, I would say so. Some knowledge of that is very important. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, they produce their own film and, you know, and, and, in the Brooklyn College curriculum, you have to make a thesis film. I mean, there's there's loopholes around it. Um, we won't talk about it unless you want to, Peter, because there's there's ways to graduate without making a thesis film. Well, it's, I thought it was just if you don't have the concentration as production, if you do documentary or if you do. No, there there's. I mean, it might change, but there, it, this might not be a, a a popular thing or people should know about. Mm. But um, I've I've heard that if if you like shoot six thesis films as a DP, there's a way for you not to. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I mean, you just have to make that. something small because like there there are films that you just use found footage. You know, films are not limited to like the the principles that we are taught in class. There's also experimental film, which mm-hmm. to me I think should be uh, a core curric like part of the core curriculum um, because it just makes you think. Uh, you know, outside the box and keeps the uh, stress of like the actual f- film production um, workload off. Um, but yeah, I think because if you're shooting six films, I think that that qualify that qualifies you to have enough experience on set, and you know, you you'll help a lot of people. But I I, I don't know if that loophole still exists. But um, I heard of that. Wow. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if I should edit this out because I don't want the Brooklyn College people to be like, oh, I don't have to make a thesis film. But I mean, I don't think that's the I mean, case. Yeah, yeah, but you don't have to make a thesis film, but you have to shoot six thesis films and that's a pain in the ass. So oh, make a yeah. movie, forget about it. Yeah, I mean... Be a PA on someone's set. Like, that's it. Just make your own thesis, be a PA, do sound, do something. I mean, that's required in some of the production class, like actually being in like three thesis films and at least three. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah, the production class, yeah. But yeah, with the uh with producing, it actually helps you a lot with producing your own film because if you don't know how to manage 
a lot of money. I mean, the, the production class teaches you some producing, but it's not enough in the, the, the real world application because in the producing class, you're forced to produce a film that's not yours. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost like you have to like learn the ins and outs of like films and, you know, learn that nothing ever goes your way ever when you're producing a thesis. What other um, classes do you think should be a core curriculum? core curriculum in the uh, film production concentration because what do we have we have production one sound cinematography writing editing editing and then thesis thesis, classes yeah the three of them yeah including screenplay production and post-production yeah 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 i mean i think those are good basics but i feel like you know film uh producing and business and film is something that's that people... that's usually the critique i mean the old president nancy said that should be a thing yeah or no i think she was more saying that more screenwriting classes should be required because as she put it you watch the film festival every year and most of the films suck the writing sucks the screenplay suck i don't necessarily agree with that yeah you're definitely i mean the thing is it's supposed to cater the production um, the film production aspect because there is another concentration which is screenwriting and if yeah. you really want to focus on writing you you choose that instead of uh, film production yeah um, the general idea i mean thesis screenplay they have you make up your own and you know i mean i had professor vopel i don't think i was in that class i wasn't no i wasn't in class. it was, was like hatchery and i i i took Arnfers. it for for uh for that cl- same class the night class no, no, no. I'm just take, saying like screenplay class in general. Oh, I took the the 6.30 class, 6.30 to 10.10. 10, okay. And he was great. He had all the great ideas and stories and all that. And I mean, he actually made those three hours and 40 minutes every Thursday night more interesting. So I didn't dread going to the class. Yeah. I just hard class, I, but very, very useful. It's hard because of the timing. Like, if it wasn't that time, then it'd, it'd be a breeze. Oh, I, ha- I think I had him in the morning, and it was... No, I just generally, it was... It, he, he really pushes you to the limit in, in screenwriting. Um, yeah. Which, I, I, like, I was really stressed uh, taking that class. But at oh, the I was end, too. I, I got... Um, I mean, I feel, like, I feel like that's normal. But at the end, I got, like, a grade that I... I uh, I, I wanted. So did I. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, like I was you're, getting, surprised. you're getting papers I, of like B and like, and I'm like, damn, bro, I don't think I can like maintain my GPA. But he was, I guess, he was really understanding too. Like, you know, there's some yeah, issues. yeah, even other students in the class, and he was very understanding. And for that class, I definitely recommend vocal. I mean, every every hard class has its pros and cons, but you know, if if you go through it and then um, you actually, you know endure a lot of the uh the the failures you might think you have with you know bad grades i think you'll come out of it much stronger but um yeah yeah no i was just saying like core curriculum because yeah i mean producing and possibly business could be either or what do you think about uh advertising as a class because now that the the whole digital world is, is growing and, and you know people are having careers off youtube and and streaming and you know there's more need to um 
there's more jobs that are available for visual effects and advertising. What yeah. do you think about having a class with advertising? I feel like if it's not already, that could be in business of film or even producing because some producers yeah. are in charge of that stuff. That's true. But I was thinking like, like how to make, mm, yeah, I mean, there, like how to make an, like a, like to advertise like a specific product, you know, like a class where you're, it's a production class, but you're making advertisement instead of, you know, stories. For like films and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, do you think it would fit into the core curriculum? Cause I feel like if anything, it could be a, uh, elective. Yeah. That could be a really good elective. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't think, has anyone ever, you know, thought of that? Cause I feel like that would be like, I mean, I don't know if anyone would be interested because people are going to film production wanting film, but if, no, well, but we'll see, right? What we were saying, I mean, Neve, you said it before, everyone has all these, they have all these egos. So of course there's going to be a lot of people who want to just focus on promoting themselves and what they do. Yeah. So, and even people who don't have such big egos who just want to know how to advertise films and promote themselves, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not thinking about like promoting yourself, but I'm also yes, thinking about making, general, making like advertisement, like, you know, like you want to advertise your shampoo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or making trailers or, I mean, that'd be interesting to see. That could be really cool. That could be amazing. That could be done with the art department. Oh my God. What about art design and stuff? That yeah. Like you think that would be a cool elective to have like a, oh, like art design like production design because that's not i think that a, that is very important i mean cinematography gets into that because you're recreating the scene i don't know that's true but people that go into cinematography they're like oh this is all about the lighting and the lens you know yeah but you're supposed to look at each frame and try to accurately recreate no of, of course but i feel like cinematographers as, um already have curriculum, you know, too much to think about regarding well, blocking you know yeah I, I feel like having a production design class because um one of when i took cinematography class you know i was with jenna austin and miles and oh, yeah. it was after the scene wreck where jenna thought jenna got really interested into um production design and She's good at it. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean you can see with the scene wreck and shout out to jenna um but I feel like a dedicated class for uh, production design might be really helpful because, first of all, a lot of films that we see are literally like white wall apartments. And it just looks like horrible at times. Like, oh, you got great lighting, but you got like a white wall or like a water bottle there that wasn't there in the shot before continuity wise. So... I don't know. I think it would be helpful because there's a lot of um, production design is production design goes more than just film, but I feel like it is one of the most important thing that's overlooked in film. Like obviously you could say on the, the same film student level, the fact that it's not, yeah, it, it's like, Oh, I'm going to be a director and writer and they don't necessarily think about the production design as a concept on its own. Yeah. And yeah, that should be. I mean, I, we're taught that in directing classes, but I feel yeah, like yeah. Uh, if you want to have a concentration, because in film class, I mean, in, in thesis films, you know, that's one of the main um, head of the department. Like 
that's one of the head of the department, the production designer. And if you're going to use film, film uh, students, it's really hard to find a production designer um, with the, the curriculum that we have because it's not made to make production designers. You know, it's, it's yeah. literally just people like, oh, you want to help out with the art? And then they liked it on thesis film and then they, they pursue production design. But I feel like there's a lot of art that also goes into it that I wouldn't know. And maybe having a, that class as an elective uh, could really help a lot of thesis films, not just that person, but like thesis films in general. No, I think so. I agree. What about, um, what, what other class do you think should be an elective or that you think it'd be cool to have? Because I was also thinking VFX, but I feel like that's... Okay, yes, I'm so glad you said that. So I, in the past few weeks, I was looking at the behind the scenes, I think it was from Variety's YouTube channel. Okay. The behind the scenes of The Mandalorian. Now, I oh heard my about, God, yeah. I heard I, about how they shoot and stuff like months they're, before. They're all friend. inside. Yeah, he went to University of Pittsburgh and learned this uh, the kind of virtual set building kind of stuff. Yeah. Including you could also like work with like video games and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, and then I finally, the other week I was watching the making of Mandalorian behind the scenes and yeah, just a virtual set. It's all LED screens and they're just pointing the camera at it. And it's kind of programmed that like kind of moves with the camera. Yeah, so it's, it's like insane. Whoa. Looks like real life. And I didn't see that animation, like the special effects stuff at the grad program on Kent Avenue, the Navy Yard, that they had. Oh, the Steiner? The Steiner yeah, grad? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fierstein School of Cinema. Yeah. I didn't see that they necessarily had that, but I think that should be. I actually meant to send them an email about that. I don't know if I sent it. I don't remember. I don't think I did. I mean, I feel like they, they should have that in graduate, but I'm thinking because about... Because they have it on the set. Like, it's the only film grad program in, I believe, North America, a public or even any university that has a film grad program on an active film lot. Oh, that's true. So, like, they should definitely incorporate the virtual set stuff because, you know, you could be spending, you know, in the five figures every semester going to... Yeah. Or whatever, however much they spend. I it was a private school there. I don't think it was Yeah. I mean I feel like that's the future and I think um because like on the Mandalorian, like imagine having the golden hour. You could literally have that the whole day. Yeah, no, it's awesome because the LEDs are so accurate and also it doesn't have that spilling of the green that green screen has. Yeah. Especially with that reflective armor. Yeah. And there's not a lot of um, like after, like post production processing because no, you're like literally shooting. Integrating and shit, you know. Like it, all the all the processing is during the the, the actual um, filming of it. Yeah, so it's, a, it's like a pre rendered world basically. It's yeah. Done for you. But I was thinking instead of uh, focusing on the graduate school, I was thinking maybe an elective in the film program. I mean, that could be part of it. Honestly, I feel like they could they should just have some undergrad classes over there i don't see why not because i mean some yeah. people i know savannah did this she took some grad classes while she was still near undergrad because she was she took the prerequisites yeah so i mean awesome it's tricky because you know vfx is a very heavy class if i'm imagining it and i don't think maybe the basics of like rotoscoping can mm. happen but 
still it's not it's not as as important in making yeah. the story and making the film definitely yeah i mean you know ad- adding to the editing class having a, a second one that's not post production i don't know that could be useful they can just change how it's done maybe focus less on yeah i feel like i don't know enough to accurately um tell you how it's going to be or what to expect but i feel like you know I, f- I feel like that's one of the interests that i've that i've had that if there was an elective i would have taken yeah i mean i love my professor and but i feel like i believe they all do this all the editing professors have done yeah it. they have tests based on knowing memorizing the keys and you have to fill it out and stuff like that and i just feel like that's just something you remember as you go along and if you really want to edit efficiently i mean i feel like but, it's it's more of like take it as if, if you want it you know like these well, editing is a requirement though oh the it's class. a requirement to do the the to know the 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 shortcut keys in the class side took and i think the other classes as well but i mean i feel like i feel like there could be some time cut out and more time on like the i know some stuff was on color grading but i feel like it could be more emphasized. Well, I think the editing like that, classes yeah, were more focused on, uh, on like editing theory and making the film better instead of learning the, the tricks because, yeah, you know, anyone can like put uh, two clips together, but it, yeah. it's another thing to put, to make, to have all the reasons why you're putting these two clips together, you know, yeah. like cutting in motion or like perspective and all that. I, I think editing... I think editing class is fine for what it is, but I feel I think an an extension to VFX for because of what's happening now maybe could be an intro to like you know like I said advertising because there's a lot of uh, VFX and advertising definitely yeah I mean I think that some of the After Effects stuff could be more emphasized maybe like one or two more classes like you know class days yeah I mean it's bad. Oh, like an extra days in, in the editing class? Uh, I mean, yeah, like like instead of like some other things, like let's say key memorization or whatever, it will just be on going over more of After Effects a little more. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the stuff. that stuff is more specific to uh, the instructor, the professor. Yeah, so sure. I, but I, I, think I never had the... Because uh, they, have, they have like their general... Their yeah, general yeah, like outline. Bulbous that they, they have to cover this, this, and that. How yeah. they do it is up to them, but they have to have these yeah. things. And also another thing that I think should be a core curriculum, which I feel like it's just me being biased because I love that class, is probably experimental film. Mm-hmm. It's, it's experimental. I don't know if you took it, but I think it's one of these, um, it's one of those classes that make you, gives you another perspective in film that I, I think people should have before they make their thesis because there, there are many ways to tell uh, a story or, or uh, convey a mood than just actors and emotions and stuff. So, I mean, that, I, I think that's just me like being biased. I don't know what your thoughts about it. You know, you don't have to say much. That's just maybe. I didn't say who, what professor did you have? I had uh, uh, Kelly. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Kelly did. Okay. I mean, whatever. I think that maybe it's just Kelly was just a great uh, professor and instructor, and you know she has a lot of uh, 
she had a lot of experimental filmmaker guests come in and mm. i don't know it was just like so interesting to me it kind of took me out of the the um claustrophobia of, of being like a perfect filmmaker and and go in a realm where it's just like film can be kind of abstract and you know something else where it doesn't need to have all these rules and all these uh requirements you don't even need a camera to shoot an experimental film so i don't know it maybe it's just how i think about film because you know when i shot my thesis there was a lot of experimental stuff that i um that i included that i i think you know made the scene more powerful but i don't know i mean what do you think you think experimental film is just like people who should stay in as an elective it should definitely count towards i don't know if it did it should count towards your studies or even production requirement for the classes because mm. you have to take some studies classes so and i know i mean from what I've been told, advanced sin doesn't even count towards advanced cinematography. Doesn't even count towards the degree. Oh yeah, like some classes don't. So I think that you need like a, a three electives, right? To um, well, studies. There's like three oh, or like film studies, studies yeah. classes you have to take. I took global cinema with the tag, the tag Leon. She was great, and I took yeah. nonfiction film with. Alex. Oh, those are those are good, great classes. I forgot what um electives I took because I think I took um film theory one. Yeah, I took. Oh, did I take theory? I had a class with Anderson. I forgot what it was called. I, that was the class I had with Anderson. Film theory. Is Marley one. in it? Oh yes, yes, I remember. Were I remember. you in it? Were yes, you in my class? Was, yeah, we were talking. Yeah, it's funny because like random people were in that class. I don't even know. Like I vaguely oh remember. Gosh, like, I don't remember. Like a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah we were like talking afterwards. And it's like I was telling you about how I had this plan to shoot some like local car dealership commercials for. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't that know. Never panned out for some reason. Yeah. Was I, it a two fifteen class? I think it was right. No, it was a morning class. That it was class. a morning class. Yeah, I, I don't get my ass in every. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I took a morning class, Peter. I don't think you were in the same class. Maybe no, no, no. You were there. I remember, Neve. I remember. Okay. Trust Maybe me. I was just out of it. But um, y'all were. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on from that and let's talk about like you know, health and safety. Like, mm. what do you think film classes are going to be? Because I, I feel like, is it is it confirmed that it's still going to be um online? classes for the fall semester do you know anything about it again i don't have the insider baseball knowledge of all this but i hope it's online only for the time being until there's a vaccine of course but um like is it is it confirmed like i do want it to be online only but i'm also worried about i don't think we know yet i'm also worried about these production classes that mm. you're required to make a film you're very close to people well, not, yeah, but it's also like it's almost impossible to get together. And I, I mean, you can make Zoom meetings with your group, but it's like uh, you can't like what what do you think is going to happen with these production classes? Like imagine you're shooting a thesis this semester. Like, is that postponed? Uh, I would have to, to know. I, I, it would have to be. It would have to be. 
because you can't postpone it too much because you know next year the the spring you might graduate and like what a lot of things are pushed back it's not this is an anomaly of a time pandemics have happened before but this is a rare time and it needs to be dealt with seriously it doesn't of course like i i think people should you know stay quarantined and be safe but i'm worried about getting their money's worth if they're supposed to make a thesis well, film or or do yeah. like production classes because they're not going to learn much if they don't have the access of experimenting with lights or different cameras or lenses or the film. I mean, process. yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to ha- put your degree on hold. That's it. And I mean, they also should be funding CUNY entirely so that there's no tuition because my grandfather went in the summer one year years ago, decades ago. It was free back then. And that's crazy. That should be done. I mean, the GI Bill for the veterans and the people in the army. When that, after that was passed, every penny spent into it was paid back seven times in taxes. So it's a worthwhile thing to have that. And I mean, they should definitely do that. That'll make life a lot easier. There's less concern about getting your money's worth. It's just getting about the experience that you need to graduate. It's about, you know, you're not, you're not confined. It's like, oh, I got to finish by now. Otherwise I got to pay another semester. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about now instead of, I mean, th- that whole thing is another problem, but let's, let's just think about like, I mean, that could be now. done now. They could, they could fund it tomorrow if they wanted to, but whatever. But yes, so if I, it is not funded, like how would they go about it? They have to, they have to delay the tuition. They have to delay, you know, a lot of stuff. I mean, and give them. So you think pause the degree. They have to pause. That's it. A lot of people have already done that. And they, they just, there's no choice. It's either that or you could die. That's another option, but that's. What's your opinion if Brooklyn College still offer these courses during the during pandemic? During this time? Yeah. And, you know, obviously they're offering it because enough students have interest in it. Do you think it would be ethical for them to continue the class special production classes where or they're going to change the um the class so it's you're not you're not with people you're just making films by yourself yeah i mean it's a tough one that's what i was thinking like that yeah i was thinking like a while ago because unless you have your own lights and cameras i mean that's you you're probably you know very fortunate that not a lot of people will have the the practice yeah um, with that it's tough to say. I mean, the professor can just do light demonstrations over Zoom or whatever program. Yeah, but even then, like, like I don't think all the all the professors have like all the lights that they want to teach. That the go to the, the equipment room. Go ask Mike Charles to take out some stuff. Yeah, we get out. Bring it but home. I don't know. I think it's the hands-on process. That's that's like that, I I agree with you, Neve, but it's just. I don't have any. Help me with a solution, Peter. Like, is should they continue with it or what? Like, I I know you're agreeing, but I I need. I don't know. It's not easy. I mean, you just might have to hold off. If it comes to it, if you can't figure anything else out, if let's say the professor doesn't have a good webcam, so you can't even tell about anything about the lighting so much. Yeah. Which I mean, they can just spend the money, just give the professors good webcams, really good webcams, or good cameras to to do a live stream with. Yeah, so, but like, how about like interacting with the equipment? Because like, 
if someone teaches me the Bolex on 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 the webcam, what the fuck is that gonna help me with? Okay. You know what I mean? Like this is how you look. I'm like, oh great. Yeah. So what I do now. I mean, you just don't do it. That's it. Just you, don't, don't, you don't do it so all. Ch- change, change the whole, the whole. Um, yeah, save it for class. later. Save all that. You have to, you have to postpone that stuff. Like, there's another choice. I mean, I'd agree with you. I mean, if 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 there are people here that are soon college, film production, um, you know, I think you should hold off on all this because it's not worth paying for a class that you're not going to have hands-on experience with that the other class a year ago had and you know now that like aren't they raising tuition was there words for that i wouldn't put it past them i mean they were supposed to extend the those who are scholarship by now to include more people because right now at least as of year and a half ago i think it was two percent or three percent of of all New York State school students, SUNY and CUNY. Yeah. We're benefiting from the Excelsior program that is the free tuition. We still got to pay for everything else. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? It should cover whatever. But I mean, it's not an easy situation. I mean, raising the tuition and stuff, they should just lobby the governor, lobby the, the state assembly and senate. Yeah, stuff. but like, what what are the students going to do now? Like, if you know, should they I mean, should they just not go to school and not pay? I mean, that's up to them if they want to organize something and you know have a, a sit out, or if you want to call it, or go to the Capitol and then just walk into the building and demand that these demands are met. So, what do they do? They should just not take these classes, right? I mean, if they're offering it, or they should just talk to the chair, talk to the professors, talk to the, the whole department about just postponing all that. I mean, I feel like they already having that discussion, but yeah, I mean, of course. But I, I feel like postponing all that would just cripple the film department. Like, you know, their staff is not going to have jobs or work. Like, you know, it's... They could teach other things. I mean, it could they could split it up. They could, you know, like... They okay, could, but that's like, you know, the hands-on experience is a lot yeah, of classes. They have the theory stuff. Are... They show them demonstration over Zoom. And it's like, okay, maybe with the same tuition, now during the semester, we're going to do the hands-on stuff. You're going to be tested on that. You're going to work with that. You're going to get experience with that. Or here's, here's a far-fetched idea. Okay. What if equipment is mailed to individual students, students so they can learn it? Yeah, I, I feel mean, like they, that's just expensive and impractical. Mean, they could subsidize. We got plenty of T three eyes and I think T seven eyes that came in during my last year. Yeah. So, I mean, that much when it comes to cameras. I mean, sure, lighting and stuff like that. I don't know. They could work out a deal with one of the companies. They could. Yeah. Or like have a rotating. Could be. I'm sorry. Have like rot like rotate the equipment. I mean. Yeah. I, that's, that's also like another thing. Like what if the equipment is, you know, the equipment needs to be clean before it goes to the next person. So that's like, of course, I mean, they could, you know, just require, all right, over zoom, you're going to be live with me, have the video on, you're going to micro Charles or somebody, Kelly, yeah. you're going to look at all, all of it through, make sure everything's good. Then you ship it out. It's, I mean, in a better system, 
that could work, but we don't have that. And also, I mean, again, you're also concerned. Are you going to be spraying the virus around by mailing stuff around? You know, like, yeah, yeah, you could have them like wipe it down with alcohol, or whatever, but like, you know, some stuff is very sensitive. And I, I think that ultimately you just got to postpone it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking too. That I think be, that's a health risk that you don't need, especially could, with the class that's not hands on. That could be good for students. That could be good for other situations that bars the professor or students from being in class during the time when everything is safe and you're having regular classes but you know that's definitely an interesting idea you know what if you can't be around but let's say it's not dangerous enough like a pandemic where like you you could ship stuff around i mean i don't know i mean it's you know there's a lot i mean so your main takeaway is just like pause pause your degree you know pause your classes because you know it's not worth it right now during pandemic um because these classes won't be as helpful to you as it it should be because it's more hands-on and it's more uh communal based yeah ultimately the logistical nightmare of figuring out the mailing and stuff like that that's a whole different story but i think as a baseline you know and you could discuss that again you can discuss that later but just hold everything off you're no good to the whole film industry dead that's true powerful words it's like you're a really bad crew member then okay fine then so be it what do you rate your uh, f- uh film education at Brooklyn college and do you regret anything or would you have liked to be in a different school because when i when i first signed up for um for colleges uh, you know soon to purchase was my first mm. uh pick um but I don't know. I might it might be just I'm rationalizing, but I I'm, I'm glad I didn't go there and I went to Brooklyn College, which is much cheaper. Yeah, I guess with the room and board and stuff at Purchase. Yeah. So I would honestly, for what it was, for what it did, I would give it. I would give it an A minus, and mm. I. That might even be higher than some of the most prestigious film schools around. Uh, yeah. Because I've heard things over the years about our favorite, I don't know what to call it, but our, our favorite little buddy here, little rival of sorts, NYU, Fish. Okay. Yep. I've heard in 2013 when I just graduated high school from my, my friend Anthony Arfi, I've mentioned before. Yeah. That... He applied to Tish, and he was kind of glad that he got rejected because, first off, he would have went there and been all that money. Yeah. He went to Hofstra instead, where our boss, Frank Sento, went instead. And he... What was I saying? He was saying that he was glad that he didn't get accepted because he would have had all that debt. But also, apparently at the time, I don't know if it was still a thing, and I don't necessarily think this is fair... But a lot of NYU students weren't getting hired by studios because the idea was, and I don't think it's fair, but they're just so pretentious and opinionated that no one wants to work with them. Or they just want to be directors. I mean, yeah. Or the higher-ups and not work from the bottom. I I mean, mean, it's weird because I was seeing it differently because I've been on a lot of sets with NYU people, and Mm -hmm. they actually have – I've I've seen them more on professional film sets than than um other 
uh, schools because I feel like there there's more connection in the film industry there. Yeah. But I, I think you're great, right. We have great. I was going to say before we also like as the film society president and helping start the alumni association that we have. We have great alumni. We have the guy. Oh yeah. The guy who did Full House and My Big Fat Greek Wedding. That was oh my god, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I forgot the guy's name. How do I, right, I, Peter, I look remember. it up? We got Joel time. Zwick. Joel Zwick. Yeah. yeah, we have great. So I'll start here. I'll start again. All right. So. I mean, as president of the Film Society and helping to start the Alumni Association for the Film Department, we have great alumni. We have Joel Zwick, who did Full House, Fuller House, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and all these other movies and all these other alumni that are big names in the industry and have done great things. Yeah. I don't know why they don't get invited more often. I mean, I was I started the semester that they had the last big celebrity guest, Sean Bobbitt, the DP of oh wow, a bunch of yeah McQueen movies like Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, yeah, another movie wasn't Steve McQueen. Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah, sure. A lot, a lot of Ryan Gosling though. He's he's with Ryan Gosling a lot. But yeah, I mean, he was there, and that was our last guest. And I, I told Mike that, and he's like, "Oh, you were there for that? Wow." <laughs> so that's how old I am. I mean, I was around when the film festival was just on Vimeo Live the other week. They give out the Liz Weiss Award for film studies. Hmm. I was there. My first semester was Professor Weiss's last semester. As oh, a- wow. That's crazy. I was with Frida. I was with Eric Rios. I was with yeah. a, lot, a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. the heavyweights. I mean, I, I think there is... Um, but I feel like the name NYU, uh, if, if you go to film school, it's like, oh, I, I, I went to school there. I feel like it's it's NYU, oh, Brooklyn College. But I think to me that even that just makes people at Brooklyn College more um, resilient, and they do it themselves instead of waiting for the 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 college to get them a job. Because I've seen getting jobs so but- many. Um, Brooklyn College people that are on set on union sets that is yeah. just like you know for for the price and the experience you get at Brooklyn College it beats I think it beats NYU like in a long run no um, I mean and I they, heard that yeah yeah go for it I was gonna say I also heard that they don't shoot on film generally at NYU like any of the classes maybe that's not true but the one thing that heard I heard that stood out was this was back in 2017 i was on a i was shooting a tv pilot and the dp there i asked him so what do you think of Brooklyn college students and he said the ones i worked with were great including you and then i was like what do you think of nyu students were you ever like on a set with them like one of their thesis sets or anything like that the first thing he said dumb as rocks (laughs) they don't work with a lot of their equipment until their senior project. So they don't really what they're doing a lot of time. Yeah. I don't know how true that is. I don't know, but I've heard a lot of bad things about Tish students. So, I mean, I think that we've got a great program. I think the A minus I gave it is, I think it's like a, yeah, I think you're right. I think a minus because there's, 
there's things we can improve, but I feel like for, even, for the value, it's like yeah. top notch, like film school. Cause like for me, film school, it's, it's not going to make a person. It'll only, it'll only um, provide resources if, uh, and allow you to become, you know, the, the, uh, the person that you are, like what you want to learn from it. Cause yeah. you know, you, you can't expect to go to school and just be handed everything, you know, with, with um, Brooklyn college, the film, especially the film production, like it has enough resource for you to go through the motion of the same things in, in and a big film set. Yeah. You know, and I think the, the thing is the, the less resources we have, the more creative we get. And I think that's one of the most yeah. powerful things yeah. that Brooklyn college offers. It, it has, it has, you know, the best curriculum, one of the best curriculum that I've heard of when comparing to other classes, uh, other colleges. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's just like, I mean, obviously we're biased and we might not have the same uh, experiences with other college or we don't have any experiences with other college, but I think we just, you know, I, I mean, think I, for what we have, you know, we're being honest in, in, in our grading. Um, I think it's enough if you want to have a, a career after in the film industry after film school. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there. I mean, like by resources, if by that you mean like maybe all the high tech stuff and all the, the yeah. nice thing and the, the celebrities and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's one thing. I mean, some of the best professors I had, like professor Nagler for sound, she went to NYU and she's not, I don't know how she was back then. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. so down to earth and, you know, I miss her. I think she should, if she wants, of course, it's up to her, but she should teach again. Yeah. Great sound class. But I mean, if you want me to go on more on that, I could, but I actually, I I thought this would come up, but I I could tell you about some of the stuff I'm working on. Yeah, Pete. I mean, damn. Yeah. Let's, what are you working on, Peter? What am I working on? So I'm working on this museum exhibit video that's commissioned by the Bridgehampton Museum. Out wow. East. How'd you get, how'd you get the gig? Well, I, I don't, I'm not going to say everything, but I just emailed this organization, the Bridgehampton racing heritage group. Yeah. Bridgehampton racing memories. It's, it's a, this is now about an auto. It's an auto racing doc about this old, track auto racing track that used to be in Bridgehampton out east it used to be the closest auto racing track to New York City and people from all over the world Paul Newman all kinds of people the big racers back in the day they'd all go to Bridgehampton to race they loved the track it was difficult and people loved it it was sandy because it was like the beach aesthetic because it's you're on you're in New York you're on Long Island and there's all the beaches and stuff so you're making a documentary? What are you making again? Yeah, it's it's an exhibit video that they want me to make. I re- I recorded the group basically asked me, "Look, we, we want to we're making an exhibit with Bridgehampton, the Bridgehampton Museum, and we want to make a video for it. We also want to do a, a VR like Gran Turismo kind of simulator of the track." Yeah. They already have the the, uh, what do you call it? The Assetto Corsa track of it made up. Nice. And they want to like get like an actual 
like Gran Turismo kind of unit. So you can just drive through it. But they want they wanted me to record interviews and edit the video for them. Nice. I mean, when when is this uh, going live? Or are you are you in the process already? Or everything's been halted for now? I'm in post. I mean, some of it's been delayed. Hmm. We're supposed to have a premiere in March, and that was the plan for a while. But we're thinking if we can get these people, we want to get two more, at least two more, maybe three more racers interviewed, including this woman, Janet Guthrie, who was one of the, I think she was the first woman driver, like professionally in, in certain racing, you know, tournaments. I, yeah. I don't know which one. It might've been Daytona. She was like the first to ride. Yeah. And, and uh, can you do these interviews through zoom or you have to be in person because gonna, of the, we're not the quality do, of the, we're not going to do that. Yeah. We're going to do it in person okay. in maybe August. Yeah. And so I'm editing, editing that now. I'm going through some color grading. I'm at that stage right now. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I love auto racing. I wish I had the track yeah. still there. It closed down in 98. Yeah, we're just, we're working it through. The guys, they're very understanding. I like the group. They're very nice. And actually, they made me the other week a member of the advisory board. Because oh shit! Nice. Next one there, by far. Yo, get me a job, Peter. <laughs> I mean, okay. yeah, I'll make you a camera guy. Um, but yeah, what other what other small projects are you doing? Are you think of anything creative? You know, something you want to make? So I used to. I don't know if I told you this, but as soon as I graduated, I was lucky enough to get a job the following October. Yeah, it was at the. North Hempstead TV studio, North Hempstead borders Queens. It's where great Gatsby takes place. And I recently got a call or text from my boss or supervisor from there asking if I want to, he thought of me, if I want to help shoot this antique car show that's happening at the end of July. Yeah. It's going to be socially distanced and all that, like all the other, events going on at different counties and towns throughout the country yeah so i'm gonna be helping with that i don't know if i'm gonna be doing sound or if i'm gonna bring my drone i got a new drone nice the mavic air 2 yeah that thing's amazing i swear to you that whole new hevc it's not new i mean they have a better one now i heard the other day H.265, but now the better one they have that I just heard about the other day was H266, which sounds amazing. But like 265, I mean, it's already amazing. Like yeah. I shot with my drone. Your drone day. offers 265. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if there's anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, because it's just random words, it's, it's the uh, codec. Yeah, the, the encoder, like the how it processes it processes it basically yeah so basically h264 if if the the object's not moving it's not really going to process it as much as the moving object you know so if if you're filming h264 this black since it's not moving it's just going to use the uh frames from the other past um uh frames to just you know kind of process that but with the moving stuff that's why h264 is a good codec because it you don't need to process a lot of things. 
Yeah, and 265 is even better. It just condenses a lot of that. It has like, I think it's like 64 by 64 when it's like looking through the pixels and it, yeah, it, it looks identical to 264 and it's a smaller file size. Nice. Like 30 to 50% smaller. Because yeah. I'll tell you how good it is. I was testing it because no one's made a YouTube video about it. And I was thinking I should maybe do that. I was actually talking about this. You have a YouTube uh, channel, Peter? I have a channel. I have my scenery creation on there. Oh, but you don't really post uh, regularly. No. But You should try. I might. I don't know. I, I got some ideas and stuff. But we'll get into that in the next podcast. We'll call, All right. All we'll right. call it Broccoli Soup Cafe, The Phantom Pain. Okay, is that your channel name? No, no, uh, it's Nogir Solid Five's title. But yeah, guys, this is it for this podcast. Thank you, Peter, for coming on to the Broccoli Soup Cafe in such a uh, last-minute notice. You know, if you guys have any questions, please put a comment on this video. If you guys liked the whole podcast, if you made it this far, click the like button as your celebratory um, way of going through the whole podcast. And if you haven't already, click the subscribe button. And yeah, this is it uh, from both me and Peter. I'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you for having me on. All right, peace.